The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. The Writer Files is brought to you by Studio Press, the industry standard for premium WordPress themes and plugins. Built on the Genesis framework, Studio Press delivers state-of-the-art SEO tools, beautiful and fully responsive design, airtight security, instant updates, and much more. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 177,000 website owners trust Studio Press. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress right now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. These are the writer files. A tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers. From online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Cal Reed writer, podcaster, and mediophile. And each week, we'll discover how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. Instant New York Times bestselling author of The Nest, Cynthia Dupree Sweeney, spoke with me this week about her life before fiction and how she gets words onto the page. Ms. Sweeney's winding journey to bestselling author began with a journalism degree and led her to a career in marketing communications as a freelance copywriter and editor. Her debut novel was a huge hit with critics and readers alike and skyrocketed onto bestseller lists. Most fascinating is that Cynthia penned the novel as a recent BFA graduate and then sold it in a seven-figure publishing deal, all at the age of 54. The book is described as an acutely perceptive novel about four adult siblings and the fate of their shared inheritance, and bestselling author Elizabeth Gilbert called it a masterfully constructed, darkly comic, and immensely captivating tale. Join us for this two-part interview. And if you're a fan of the show, please click the subscribe button to automatically see new interviews with your favorite authors and help other writers to find us. In part one of the file, Cynthia and I discuss how a failed short story became a best-selling book, the difference between copywriting and fiction, why writers need to eliminate distractions, the double-edged sword of working from home, and how to avoid the imposter syndrome of a big writing project. And we are rolling with Cynthia Dupree Sweeney, author extraordinaire. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me. Thank you. Thank you for, um, you know, giving me another reason to procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand that you've been on a, uh, a whirlwind tour for your debut novel. 
It's been pretty busy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're probably trying to ground yourself back in the writing life. I am, and it's not easy. And I'm going out again um, at the end of next week. So, um, yeah, I, but I am trying to get back into some sort of routine and sort of settle my brain a little bit. Amazing, amazing story. Well, congratulations on the, um, success of your amazing debut, uh, novel, The Nest. Um, and I'd love to kind of dig in your process a little bit, talk about you, the author, And so for, for listeners who may not be familiar with your very inspiring uh, story, can you give us just a little bit of your origins just as a writer? Sure. Um, well, I went to college and I was a journalism major and I uh, moved to New York City right after college and started working in corporate communications as a writer and an editor. And I, I did some version of that uh, for the next 20, 25 years um, you know, copywriting, project managing, editing. I worked in marketing, communications, and branding. And much of the time I was freelance, uh, which was great when, especially when I had two little kids. And then as, as the little kids became bigger and more independent, I thought about how I really wanted to spend my time. And it was, it was sort of a slow process, but I very gradually started to dip a toe into writing fiction and took some classes. And sort of in the middle of all of that, we relocated from New York City to Los Angeles. And when I got out here, I, um, I really felt the absence of, um, you know, all of my friends in New York and uh, the professional life I had there, although I had already decided that I wanted to make that kind of change. And so I decided to uh, get my MFA in fiction. And I went to the low residency program at Bennington College. And um, I started the book at at the very end of that program. It was um, the beginning of the book was my thesis for that. So. Wow. Wow. And from what I understand, um, the book sprung from a short story. Is that right? It, 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 it wasn't ever a successful short story. I, it wasn't like I had a short story that was working. I had a short story that was not working. <laughs> and um, my thesis advisor said to me, I think, it's, um, I think this is the beginning of a book. And, and what do you say we work on this for the next few months? And, and that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. 
And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Well, um, it's, uh, truly amazing. The nest, um, is, uh, hitting, all of the bestsellers list. So I, I just saw it, I think on the front page of, uh, uh, iBooks and, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got some, some ahead of steam and just amazing critical acclaim. So, um, it's really, really an impressive, uh, uh debut. So congrats again. Um, I won't keep effusing, but, uh, so did you, did you have an aha moment where you've thought, um, to yourself, yeah, I am going to, I'm going to make a living as a writer. Well, making a living, I mean, I, um, really the only thing I did well <laughs> was write. So in school and in college, and I felt like it was really the only marketable skill that I had. And, um, you know, the kind of writing I was doing before, which you actually can make a living at is, is um, very different from writing fiction, of course, which you probably can't make a living at. So without having some other sort of job. Sure, sure. So, um, so there wasn't an aha moment. Or there- no, it was the aha <laughs> moment was like, there's really like, I'm not sure what anyone else is going to pay me for. So <laughs> I better figure out how to do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. The, the book is, is out there. It's... Um, it's doing very well. What, where else can we find your writing if, if, if listeners wanted to kind of pick up on the, on the story? I mean, I don't really have, uh, I don't really have other stuff out there that would be interesting. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could point you to some of my, uh, web copy or advertising brochures, but <laughs> that's not, um, exactly a whole lot of fun. Yeah. So I think right now it's pretty much the book. Yeah. Yeah. And it speaks for itself. So uh, what are you presently working on? Well, right now I'm working on promoting the book, which is a whole completely different job um, from writing a book and is uh, exciting, but also very time consuming. So that is pretty much how I'm spending my days uh, right now. Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, I'd love to dig into your productivity a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're working on something as big as, say, The Nest, um, from a fiction standpoint, uh, how much time per day are you kind of reading or doing research for, for a uh, project like that? Um, well, I generally, my work day is generally, um, you know, starts... In, sometime in the morning, I usually do some exercise first. So if I sit down at around 
uh, nine or 10 o'clock. And then I, I work until mid afternoon until like three or four o'clock. And I, um, write, I, I do writing first because I'm best if I do that first. Um, and I, I, um, I really generally can't go for more than an hour or two with writing. If I'm in revision, if I'm working on something that I've already written, I can go a little longer. And then I just, and then I'm reading, I'm reading and I'm researching. So I'm still mentally in the book or the project until, you know, my workday is done. Yeah. It sounds like exercise is kind of one of your one of your pregame rituals. Do you have any other kind of warm ups or psych ups? Um, no, I mean I you know I I try and eliminate as many distractions as possible. So I I will block um, the internet while I'm writing. Hmm. Uh, sometimes sometimes I let that go for a little longer into the day. Um, you know that's that's kind of it just sort of trying to get into a creative space and that's free of distraction as best I can. And I'm very easily distracted. So that is like a (laughs) monumental effort every day, but yeah. Yeah. And are you writing every day of the week or are you taking some days off? Um, I usually write I mean, when I'm in a groove, I'm, I'm definitely writing five days a week and sometimes six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you use a word count when you sit down? No, no, I don't. I, I don't even really keep track. Like I have to have been writing for quite a while before I even check and see where I am word count wise. It sounds like mornings are your most productive time of day. Do you ever do you ever find yourself having to to go back at night, or or is that not something you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't work at night. I'm not good at night. Um, I but I do. You know, I during that probably the bigger part of my workday that is reading and taking notes and researching, I often, you know, if things are going really well during that, I will go back to the document and, you know, sometimes write something new or sometimes it just takes some notes or make some notes to myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you prefer to work at home? Do you have a home office? Or, I do. I have yeah. a home office. And it took me a while to be able to work here. I used to have to leave the house. But that became, it, I mean, I have an office here. And it just started to feel like a ridiculous waste of time to leave the house every day. So mm-hmm. I just had to um, be a little stern with myself and get 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 good at working at home and uh, not allow myself to, you know, decide to organize a closet rather than... <laughs> Yeah. We're in a chapter, so. Right. There's that double-edged sword of, of working from home. Oh, uh, yeah. Where the, I mean, the yeah. dishes will call to you. Oh, and yeah, are, absolutely. Oh, man. I can't even, I try not to even leave, like, if I just walk into another room, that's, I'm toast for a good hour, so. <laughs> I would completely agree. So do you like to stick on the headphones, or are you someone who prefers silence while you're writing? I put on music, but it has to be, uh, just instrumental. I can't have any words. Mm-hmm. So, and it kind of has to be a little backgroundy. So I'll put on, you know, jazz or like, you know, maybe uh, Latin guitar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Um, 
that seems that something more of the ambient uh, quality yeah. that, that can just kind of have her in the background is nice. So um, the million dollar question then, do you believe in the dreaded writer's block? Um, I believe that, I believe that uh, writers can psych themselves out and, and that feels like writer's block. Uh, I, I think you can you can start to doubt what you're working on or doubt what you're writing and then nothing seems no day feels productive and you sort of get into a spiral where you feel bad about that and then you you know you get anxious about it and I think it's very easy to get into a shame spiral you know you spend a lot of time you spend years telling people that you're working on a book that they might not ever see or read. And it's, ve- and you're, you know, it's a very solitary business and it's very, very easy to feel like you're an imposter and to sort of let that get you by the throat. So, um, but I don't believe that, I don't believe you, you, you sit and wait for the muse to arrive or you wait for inspiration. I don't believe in that. I, I believe that you have to show up every day and do the work and then, Maybe inspiration will meet you halfway, but but you have to be sitting in the chair, you know, trying to find it. So the only way out of writer's block, unfortunately, is to force yourself to write. <laughs> I have heard this uh, diagnosis. I like it. I like it. So uh, let's talk about your workflow a little bit. Are you a Mac uh, user? or? Yes, I use a Mac. <laughs> um, I write in Scrivener. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. I like to have a notebook. I, you know, I had a notebook that I used when I was working on the nest. I like to make notes by hand sometimes and, or write down questions I have or write down things that I've read that I think are helpful, whether it's factual or something about writing. And, um, I keep lists of words sometimes too. And I like having all that in one notebook. Hmm. Um, yeah, you talked about some in another interview some kind of very interesting organizational hacks that you had. Um, this book, uh, in particular, The Nest, is a, kind of a, a sprawling, um, multiple points of view, and definitely a lot going on. So I understand that you had to use some kind of some visual. Yeah, well, I just I like I am a very visual person, and I need to see things. I need to see things like on the wall organized. Like I need to see chapters and, um, and, and I, I can't, it really helps me. I used like color coded post-it notes and it, it, that just helped me keep track of what I was doing because I was, because I was rotating through all of these people. And, um, and when the first draft of the book was done, it wasn't quite structured, right. There wasn't enough balance to when characters came in and out. And I, really had to break it apart and put it back together. And, and so that having that visual aid was really useful. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of a tour of the writer's process. If you enjoy the writer files, please subscribe to the show and feel free to leave any comments or questions for us at writerfiles.fm. You can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Also, if you're looking for smarter ways to create and sell profitable digital goods and services, 
Tune in to hosts Brian Clark and Jared Morris on the Digital Entrepreneur uh, show right here on Rainmaker FM, where you'll find the strategies and insights you need to start building your digital business the right way. Find that show at digitalentrepreneur.fm. That's digitalentrepreneur.fm. Cheers. Talk to you next week.